Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Who is the greatest USA player of all time? And, and is it subjective? But I said, Medano is the all-time best U.S. player. The voters are saying Kane. I threw Chelios in there ahead of Jeremy Roenick, even though Chelios is nowhere near the top 10 or 20 for points, but he's a defenseman and then other. For me, it's Medano. He's the best U.S. player of all time, best hockey player, period. This is the Rod Peterson Show. In retrospect or to just cap that poll, the voting just ended and Mike Medano did win the poll. Thanks to you viewers, uh, viewers as the greatest U.S.-born NHLer of all time. You're in for a very special treat today. Two, two treats, actually. Number one, our co-host is the Silver Fox, Kelly Rempel. And the second treat is that we got him for 40 minutes. So we can bring him in here. We also have CFL, NFL alum, and Houston Texans alumni chapter president Garrick Jones. He's thrown his hat into the ring, leading an ownership group to buy the CFL's Edmonton Elks. And we have Benny Hebert who's coming to the Queen City for the Montana's Briar as the lead of Team Botcher, one of the wildcard teams. And I'll just tell those that don't know, it's been far too long since we've had Kelly on. I don't even know how to intro you, Kelly. A man of many talents, a jack of all trades. Former employee of the Moose Jaw Warriors, Regina Pats, Bret Hart's manager, restaurateur. What am I forgetting? Uh, financial, limping financial advisor. Um... How you know, ma what, what, jack, jack of all trades, master of none. How's that? <laughs> okay, perfect. And I got to say this, a special shout out. Here's one for you that you would appreciate, Rems. Our good friend, Claude Wickenheiser, texted me yesterday out of the blue. And he said, Roddy, I just discovered your show. I've been following it. It's great. Where are you? I see the palm trees. I said, I'm in Florida, Claude. He says, how long have you been doing that? I said, well, 1,188 shows. This is year five. <laughs> Claude texted me. Well, where the hell have I been? I'm like, I don't Selling know. Selling houses. Which, but we're glad. Yeah, I saw, I said counting your money. Uh, yeah, but anyways. Hey, Claude, welcome back and good to have you. Your brother Kurt's been watching for years. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? And we'll get down to business. Can you? Yeah, there we go. Kelly, we're going to fly into the topics because I want your opinion. The viewers want your opinion. What we do here now, the opening topic of the Quick Six is the big story. And in our purview, mine anyways, and I would like to think yours is the same. 
NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman is visiting Winnipeg to watch tonight's Jets game against the St. Louis Blues. The commissioner is holding a press conference with local media two hours before the game when he's expected to talk about the Jets' decreasing season ticket numbers and address the club's future viability. And then he'll go to ice level and talk to fans as well as answer some of their questions submitted ahead of time. I wonder if he'll be wearing a rubber suit because he could be egged. They could be throwing tomatoes at him. Gary Bettman is kind of in charge of making the NHL too expensive for Winnipeg. Sorry, it's the way that it is. And we've been talking about this since the news came down Friday. Mark Chipman, the chairman of the Jets, saying this isn't going to survive long haul, their current financial numbers. I've talked about it enough. Kelly, what's your thoughts? You must have many on how long this team will be in Winnipeg and whether uh, that's right or not. Well, it's not a matter of being right or wrong. It's a matter of whether or not you know, they're making money or not making money. And look, um, money talks, right? These owners, as much as they love Winnipeg or as much as they love their respective communities that they're in, um, you know, the, the almighty buck is going to trump everything else. I mean, that's just the reality of the way that these things work. You know, they're loyal to a certain point, but you know, if, if the owner's losing money or he perceives that he could make a lot more money moving the team, that's what they're going to do. You know, I saw an alarming stat the other day where their season ticket base has dropped off something like <laughs> 20 to 30% or something like that just within the last three or four years. And, you know, I would hate to wonder what would happen in that, in that city if they had really bad hockey to watch. I mean, you know, th their, oh. their teams haven't been, now I'll give you credit, they haven't been like uh, of the elite of the elite of the elite. But it's not like they've been fighting for last place every year for the last decade. They've had some pretty good hockey teams. In fact, this year, I mean, they're, they're, what are they, second in the Central Division? And yet they're still struggling? Depending to, on the day. To, they have a very good team, yeah. They do. They do. So, you know, maybe really, Rod, sometimes what it just boils down to is, is an, and, you know, it's not a fun thing to talk about, but maybe it's one of those situations in that city where, Yes, there, there, there's a percentage of people out there that are very, very extremely passionate about that team. I have no doubt. They're just not enough of them. You know, because if, you know, if you've got one of the best teams in the National Hockey League, like you could make an argument, we'll top one of the best seven, eight, nine teams in the league, you're in the top, say, 25%, and you're still... Even after the warning shots, you're still having a hard time getting people to come. I I don't know what to say. I mean, what can yeah, you say? You can't get you can't get blood from a stone. The money isn't there. As somebody wrote Obviously. into uh, RodPeterson.com this morning, said the team was bought for 170 million. 170 million. It's now valued at 700 million. And if you put it up for auction, it would go over a billion, like the Ottawa Senators. They've outgrown Winnipeg financially. That's that. So before we move on from the audience, Patrolman Pete writes in and says, "All of Winnipeg is bracing for the spanking we're about to receive from Uncle Gary." Reg in Winnipeg says, "Who is this guest?" We introduced him off the top. Be here on time, Reg. I can't slow the show down for you because you showed up late. The poll question before we move on is, 
For Key Auto Group, as always, Key Auto Group is driven by safety, experience, peace of mind. With our comprehensive multi-point inspections, visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. The question is, will the Jets be in Winnipeg in 10 years' time? And you might be surprised to know that it's about 50-50. On Twitter, I've got yes, no, or undecided. But slightly leading the way is, yes, they'll still be there in 10 years. I think that's the hopeful faction. And on YouTube, the vote is strictly yes or no, and it's around 50-50. I'm going to vote no. And I, but I called this several months ago, and people got very mad at me. And then Chipman came out and confirmed it. What are you voting, Kelly? You, you, the number's 10? I'd be a little bit surprised. Years, yeah. If I'm being, if okay, I'm being, fine. If I'm being honest. Comments are welcome, 902-518-3033, the Sober Carpenter text line. Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers. Ask for them by name at your local beer, wine, and spirit store. Brewed in Montreal, served all over North America. NHL leftovers from last night. Bo Horvat scored his second overtime winner as the Dallas Star, against the Dallas Stars this year, giving the New York Islanders a 3-2 NHL win. Logan Stankoven had a goal and an assist for his first two NHL points in his second Second career game, Stars have lost five of six. In Seattle, Kyler Yamamoto scored the only goal in a shootout, and Seattle overcame David Pasternak's hat trick to beat Boston 4 3. In Edmonton, Leon Dreisidel and Evan Bouchard each had a goal and a helper as the Oilers beat L.A. 4-2 to snap a three-game skid. And in Washington, Hendricks Lapierre scored twice, and Washington inched closer to a playoff position by beating Ottawa 6-3. We haven't had the Silver Fox on Kelly Rempel for a very long time. It feels like the Regina Grey Cup. So you people hear my NHL pontifications every day. I want to know yours. Who are your favorites? Who do you think will be in the Stanley Cup final? Who's a pretender? Kel, what do you think? Well, we could have a longer conversation about these days. I'm, I'm really find myself really pulling for those Canadian teams more than ever. I don't know why. I don't know why. I never used to be like that. In my younger years, I couldn't care less. If, I just wanted great hockey. It meant, it, it meant less about which teams we're in. I just wanted to see good hockey. It's kind of the only league where I don't actually have a favorite team. Uh, but you didn't ask me that. You asked me who I think. I, you know, there's, there's, always, there's always something about a team that totally underachieves in one playoff that makes them even that more dangerous the next. So I think just in lieu of how devastating a Boston Bruins loss was last year in the first round of the playoffs where they go all the way to a Game 7 and they lose, um, I think that, I mean, they got a lot of those players back, right? So I got to think that they're not going to let that happen again. So I would say to you that if you if if you're if you're asking me which team I think has a chance to go a long way in the playoffs, I would take Boston. You know, I don't know why, but I just and and you know what? I'm not even sure they played their best hockey when they just did their Western Canadian run. I had the chance to watch most of the games against Calgary and Edmonton and Vancouver, and I I wouldn't even say they were at their best. But there's just something about that team that I think come playoff time are going to be really dangerous. What I'm fascinated about is here we're talking about, like, let's look at the Leafs as an example. So the Toronto Maple Leafs, people are talking about, and for good reason, great hockey club. Um, look at the run they're on. Look at all the goals that Austin Matthews is scoring. Like, there's not many more exciting, more exciting teams in the league to watch. 
and yet they're at risk of not even not even having home ice in the first round of the playoffs. You know, I mean, that's how competitive it is. We've just we just talked about an unprecedented run of the Edmonton Oilers. What did they, what what they fell one game short before losing to Vegas for the longest winning streak in in the history of the franchise? And now we're talking about are they going to be able to make enough saves to even get through a round of the playoffs? Like it's it's amazing, Rod. Like it can just change just like that. I would say Vancouver's probably been, the yeah. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it's funny because you're one of the first to say Boston. Serena and I talk about it all the time. She says whenever people get talked about Stanley Cup favorites, they never say who the top three teams are. Boston, they never say. Vancouver sounded like you're about to, right? And and then the Rangers just had like a 10-game winning streak snapped the other night. And nobody really talks about them. So it's interesting you would bring them up. Um, we're going to move fast, Kelly. We, we do have you, thankfully, for 40 minutes. But we're going to move on to this because we got i got to get the viewer questions into you too these are mine right. <laughs> uh point three on okay. uh on monday in his monday column peter king retired the infamous monday morning quarterback does anybody care do you care as but me because you said before we went to air that with the NFL over, you've slipped into, I think you were facetiously saying you slipped into a mild depression because the NFL's over. Peter King, to me, <laughs> yeah. was that guy. He was the media. To me, he was as big of an icon as Parcells, Belichick, Jerry Jones. He helped make those guys' stature, aside from their wins on Sunday. But, they, but I'm, a, I'm a career media guy. You really aren't. You're a career business guy. There's a difference. Were you hit as hard by Peter King's retirement as... Say I was, or people that read his call no. religiously. No, I, I wouldn't have been as devastated as you were, Rod. But I will say this. One of the most brilliant writers I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. I love that guy. I, 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 I think that, like, let's just scale it right back to the, like, the roots, okay? How many football people do you know? that you've ever seen in your entire life, especially from the States, because we always kind of feel like, and Chris Berman would be maybe the, the other closest example of somebody that gives the CFL any respect, okay? Peter King, however many years ago you were calling games for the Riders at the time, he did a tour of, of CFL, watching Canadian Football League, drove in a storm. Between, from Alberta all the way through Medicine Hat, stopped off in Medicine Hat at a local pub because he wanted to talk football with Canadian Football League fans. Sat uh, at the game, I think they were playing the Hamilton Tiger Cats in a torrential downpour, and one of the comments that he made on his Monday morning um, uh, commentary was that he said that there wouldn't be an NFL football stadium anywhere in the country except maybe the, you know Green Bay, Wisconsin, and, and I think he might have mentioned another one or two that would ever have that many people still sitting in the stands watching it in that <laughs> level of a downpour of rain than what they were in Regina, Saskatchewan. He did nothing but put over the CFL. He loved the game. You know this better than anybody. You know he would he would write and then he would say, "Here's just." completely random here's the best 10 concerts i ever went to rolling stones at gillette field and number 10 number <laughs> so nine bruce springsteen yes, bruce springsteen at madison square garden yeah. 1992 like he just had these amazing recollections that he documented everything it, one of the great 
Peter King yeah, stories is. was talking about his daughter playing softball. And 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 as a dad, yep. what it meant to him waking up game day morning knowing his daughter was going to pitch in the championship game and how he was a nervous wreck and like I loved that stuff. I loved it. Sure. Well, here's the thing. And so you did read his stuff. So you weren't hit hard by his retirement, but you read his stuff. Like I here's why I took it as a kick in the nuts. Because I followed him for so long and loved what he did. And you're, what you're explaining is him putting his personality into his columns. And now all yes. these kids are coming out of school if they still have journalism school and working for teams and newspapers and websites that are saying, don't put your personality in. Just put the scorers and the penalty minutes and the power plays. Don't put the personality in. And I'm like, this guy's an icon for putting his personality in. And now Who all these the editors right and mind would not want that? Teams, and oh. I don't want to go any further, but leagues, if you write a game story for the, the, the threeletters.com, don't put your opinion in who played good and who didn't. Just put in the quotes from the coaches and the players and the score by, don't put any opinion in. And if that, that's why I couldn't do it anymore because these kids are just robots writing stories that a computer could spit out. In some cases, they are. And Peter was just one of those guys that put his personality into it. And now that's discouraged. Anyways, when we come back for the Toronto fans, we'll talk some Blue Jays with Remps. The Raptors won again last night. Shohei Otani makes his spring training debut today. And, of course, we're going to talk some Dub Hub because we got to do that with the Silver Fox here, which I looked at before we went to air. In French is Renard Argenté, the Silver Fox in French. <laughs> We'll be right back on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everything I've worked for, everything I've sacrificed, has led to this. It's out of your hands now. All the gold medals in the world can't help you now. You can throw the perfect rock and still miss but it just takes one you leave it all out there on the ice to leave behind a legacy credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com.
Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, the RP Show continues. By the way, everybody, there are still tickets available for the Montana's Briar. I just checked March 1st to the 10th at the Brand Center. And tickets starting as low as $24. We all talk about the skyrocketing cost of tickets at sporting events, not at the National Curling Championships. You can get in for as low as $24, depending on the draw and your seat. Go to curling.ca slash tickets, and we're proud to partner with Curling Canada. As a matter of fact, Benny Hebert, affectionately nicknamed Meat will be with us next hour to uh, preview the briar. Let's bring in the Silver Fox. Jim from Belgonia writes that he says, that's why we love the RP show. Personality and story time. Hello, Silver Fox, signed Jim and Belgoni. David in Winnipeg says, do you think the on-ice performance of the Jets will be affected by the current unsure future of the team in Winnipeg? Um, that's got nothing to do with it. It all has to do with whether people can afford tickets or not. As Kelly said, if they were a bad team, the attendance would be even worse. Kelly, when did you find your first gray hair? Were you 12? 13. The Silver Fox for a long time. 13? Come on! Seriously! No. You remember the day? When I was... I don't remember the day, but I remember I was in grade 8. I, I, I had these two little patches sort of right... right there. And uh, they got... That, that, those little patches grew bigger and bigger. And then when I played high school football for the Riverview Royals back in Moose Jaw, I'm a South Hill boy. Um, it actually grew to the point that um, I had a lot of gray hair references in high school. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah. Uh, a, a garlic, a garlic butter kid. Okay, thanks, Kelly, and I about the same age, and uh, we've known each other a long. He's been gray since I known him. We were teens when I first met him. It's unbelievable. Anyways, moving yeah, on. That was what 1995, Rod. 1995. Early. I, th I think earlier than that, but uh, okay. moving on. I'm going to jam three and one. The visiting Toronto Raptors won their third consecutive NBA game Monday night by knocking off the Indiana Pacers 131-22. R.J. Barrett led the Raps with 24 points. The Toronto Blue Jays beat the Pittsburgh Pirates 8-4 Monday, getting their first win of spring training. Brian Servant hit a three-run homer and a two-run double to lead the Jays' offense. They take on the Detroit Tigers today. And Shohei Otani makes his spring training debut today with the Dodgers as the D.A against the White Sox. L.A. has been taking it slowly with the two-way star who signed a record $700 million 10-year contract to play one way this year, all offense. Uh, Blue Jays, uh, we've said it many times. Kelly, you're one of the more diehard fans I know, certainly in Western Canada. Our viewers are relatively pessimistic. They voted that the Jays will finish fourth or fifth in the poll last week of where you think the Jays will finish. What's your optimism or pessimism level of the Bluebirds here in spring training? Well, they play in such a tough division. I mean, Baltimore is obviously going to be really good again. I can't imagine that the New York Yankees aren't going to be better than they were last year. Um, I sort of think that they'll probably be around third in the division and they'll be fighting for wild card again. Um, I, I don't see them winning it, the division, that's for sure. I think we'll be we'll be doing well if we can make the playoffs um a disappointing off season rod you know I, I don't know that they really addressed um some of the things that they needed to address and i think more the more and more that you kind of think back you go maybe they should have offered marcus Sibian the contract that he wanted because 
they they just didn't i don't know there was something about that team last year i know that the, i know what the thinking was we'll take away the jacket enough goofing around in the clubhouse and let's get guys that are a little bit more serious but when you think about what they gave up to get Dalton Varsho, who granted is a is a great defensive player and one of those all business, all business kind of guys. And I was one of the guys saying that they needed to be more business. But to give up Guriel and Marino and all those guys that they gave up to make some of those moves, I mean they it was a it was a disaster. And finally, Rod, finally, finally, after all these years, they finally had the pitching. But they couldn't score any runs. They didn't hit any home runs. There was the slugging percentage was an embarrassment. So, you know, if, if they disappointed all of last year and they kind of have the same group coming back again this year, but they're all a year older, like George Springer, I don't think is going to be better now that he's a year older. I just, I don't know. I, I, I like Bo Bichette, not a big Vladimir Guerrero guy. I mean, I like Vladdy, but I just, I don't know. If that's the guy that's leading your team, if that's the leader of your team, are you ever going to win a World Series? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a soda. I hope uh, I'm wrong. Well, <laughs> I did. Yeah, I didn't like losing Whit Merrifield or Matt Chapman, but Justin Turner is very intriguing, and they've got a team that's in the mix, right? They'll be fun to follow. At least we know that they've got a chance to make the playoffs, and for 20 years we didn't think they did. Ryan yes. in update, upstate New York writes in, he says, it'll be a similar theme as 2023 for the Yankees. If Aaron Judge is hurt, they're toast. Darren watching in Utah says, it's sad to think with the demise of newspapers and magazines, we will no longer get to read stories from guys like Peter King. Um, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, I was almost punched by a Winnipeg Jets fan last night over suggesting they could leave. That's how sensitive and frightening it's getting. Um, I, we, I'm not sure if you're aware, Kelly, our number two city for viewership is Winnipeg, behind the city that you reside in right now, the Queen City. For a time last summer, yeah. Winnipeg was number one. We got a lot of viewers in Winnipeg, and I think with the gravity of the situation and Gary Bettman coming in today, I'm hoping that maybe Winnipeg Sports Talk, our brethren, our digital brethren, will carry that live. I'm sure Hustler will be at the Bettman address. But getting angry isn't going to change anything. Not a damn thing. That's the, I don't know if it's come with age. You said earlier, you're, now that you're older, you cheer for the Canadian NHL team. Something happens, Kelly, when we get older. I don't know why. And I'm seeing now with people, no matter how much of a fit you throw or stomping your feet, you're not going to change the situation that the Winnipeg can't afford the Jets. And don't be mad at us. If you want to be mad at the owners, I guess you can. How about that angle? That David Thompson's worth $45 billion. One of the owners of the Jets, but he won't sink the money into the team to keep them there no matter what. I mean, it's his money. He can do what he wants. Have you heard that angle? Because I've heard it a lot. Well, I, I, there's two ways of looking at it. And, and I agree. I, I, that does make you shake your head a little bit. Like if it means that much to you and you're a proud Canadian and you're one of the r richest men, you know, in the history of the country, like really and truthfully, like what's more important that you, that you, you know, you're worth $43 billion instead of 42, like who cares, right? Like just do the right thing, leave the team in the city. And I, so there's a voice in my head that understand that. And, and I understand why there would be the outrage, okay? 
but how do you think he got to be a, a multi, 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 multi billionaire? He got to be that way because he probably is a little bit greedy and money is the most important thing in his life. So, you know, you, you sort of can have one sometimes without the other. I mean, yes, there are some owners out there that, frankly, don't care if they lose money. They just want to win a championship and it's a write-off, a tax write-off yep. for them and their empire of businesses. And, and they just want to win. There's other owners that the only thing they really care about, not that they don't care. I don't want to sound like the guy doesn't care whether they win. I'm sure he does. But his primary you know, concern is being profitable. And that's how you got to be a billionaire in the first place. It's not by making stupid or, or, business. Or not, or not losing his shirt. I mean, you and I have been around a lot of billionaire and multimillionaire owners in our time. And um, yeah. One said to me once, you could lose a lot of money fast owning a major league sports team. And so I don't care oh, how much yeah. money you have. Some guys can't withstand these types of losses. So it's his money. He can do what he wants. Now, we got about four minutes left with you, Remps. I wanted to save a lot of time here for what yours and my real guilty pleasure is in our passion. And that's the Western <laughs> Hockey League. And uh, from our staff... Joe Gunnis writes in. Joe Gunnis, he says, it's Kelly Rempel. Great to see you. He says, what are your thoughts on the Moose Jaw Warriors this season? I'll go one better. How about the entire Eastern Conference, Rems? What's your thoughts, your take? Well, it's always great to hear from Joe747 Gunnis. I'll just say that right off the hop. So what are my thoughts specifically on the Warriors? I honestly believe on paper that they have the best team that they've ever had in the history of the franchise on paper. Now Ooh. we also know how much what we also know what that gets you in the playoffs if you don't come ready to compete. Nothing. Doesn't guarantee you a thing. I think the best team they've ever had, to be honest with you, never even got out of the second round of the playoffs, and that was in 2004 where Cam Ward basically single-handedly beat them. I think they graduated 11 players from that team that went on to play in the National Hockey League. Now think about that. Most teams are lucky to get one or two. They had 11 on that team, and they never even got to the third round of the playoffs. So just because you have Denton Matejchuk, just because you have Braden Jagger, just because you have, um, you know, Jagger Furcus, just because you now traded for Matthew Savoy, all guys will be in probably in the National Hockey League and and the elite of the elite, all world juniors. The Warriors have never. The Warriors have twice had two players that played on Canada's World Junior team. They've never had three. With the Savoy trade, they have four. Four guys on one team that played on Canada's World Junior team. So, I mean, what does that say, right? But that doesn't guarantee you anything. They, they still have to get it done when it really counts. So I'm going to reserve my, my, my comments until I see what they do when it really counts. Because I'll tell you what, Joe, the Saskatoon Blades also have a heck of a team. When you start looking down their roster and you look at Cedaroff and Wong and Minton, and now they got Alexander Sustalov, and I know that he's going to break out at some point. He's really struggled to hit the score sheet the way that they'd hoped when they traded for him at the deadline, but that's going to change. Eventually, he's going to get it figured out. They got Charlie Wright, gives you some sandpaper on the back, Molendike. You know, those two teams would seem to be on a head-on collision for an Eastern Conference final. But how about the Swift Current Broncos since the geeky trade and getting some guys healthy? 
I mean, whoever in a million years would have thought, you know, say two months ago or three months ago that we'd be having a conversation that the Swift Current Broncos could catch both the Medicine Hat Tigers and the Moose Jaw Warriors and end up finishing with the second most number of points in the in the uh, conference. But that's what I'm not saying it will happen, but it could. So some crazy stuff going on. Medicine Hat's probably got the most dynamic and 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 most purely exciting player in Gavin McKenna. Um, I'm fascinated by the whole thing. I think he got four teams, four teams in the Eastern Conference that are all very good. The Tigers are just so young. I don't know that they're necessarily going to, I don't see them getting to an Eastern Conference final, but I think and only because they're young. Next year, I certainly do. It's just not their time yet. And yet they're still winning their division and will be seated number two in the first round anyway until they reseed in the second. So I think there's some fascinating matchups, Joe, coming up. And But as far as the Moose Jaw Warriors go, I'm cautiously optimistic as a Moose Jaw guy. But, you know, I've also... Rod, you would be the one... I mean, I should be asking you this. You know more than anybody. How many times over the years in junior hockey have we saw a team that absolutely tore it up in the regular season? Well, it happens at all levels, but especially right. in junior hockey when you're dealing with teenagers, and it just, for some reason, for whatever reason, it does not translate in the playoffs when it gets really, really, really hard. So I think they got a good chance to be the best team that, that they've had, but who knows? I mean, I on paper, I'm not sure the 2006 team would even be in the top four or five, and yet they went all the way the first time they've ever been to a WHL final. Yeah. So anything can happen. All those, all those NHL presidents' trophy winning teams come to mind that were jinxed by winning the regular season. That's just proof that the playoffs. San Jose Sharks. Kelly, we are out of time. Sharks, Bruins last year. You name it. Um, Kelly, thanks for this. We got everything covered. Let the good times roll, mate. Ship ahoy, my friend. <laughs> All right, the Silver Fox, Kelly Rimple. Speaking of great friends, Garrick Jones joins us next from Houston, Texas. We are live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everything I've worked for, everything I've sacrificed, has led to this. It's out of your hands now. All the gold medals in the world can't help you now. You can throw the perfect rock and still miss, but it just takes one. You leave it all out there on the ice to leave behind a legacy. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. 
Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me or email petersonrecovery at aol.com. It's never too late. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. Hey, we're back at it, everybody. And a reminder, when we talk hockey, it's brought to you by Common Crown Brewing out of Calgary. A commitment to connection and celebration of uniqueness. Visit commoncrown.ca. Our next guest is a good friend of mine, and I would read you off his football resume, off his Wikipedia. But the show is only two hours. Let's bring in the great Garrick Jones. I'll save you all time. He played for everybody in the CFL. And primarily in the NFL with the Houston Texans, where he's the president of the Texans alumni, the Houston chapter. And he's with us today from Houston, it looks like at home. What's going on, Kamish? Man, trying to make it happen. <laughs> okay, Garrick. Hey, you're making all this noise, and I'm intrigued. And we've had you on before to talk about what's going on. You bring an ownership group together looking for pro football ownership, and you've taken the baton even way further down this race. So can you give us an update of what is going on with you and your crew? Well, right now, uh, we're in the thick of things. Uh, we're right in the middle of everything that's going on with the league. I uh, had the opportunity to talk with the consultant company that the Edmonton Eskimos are using. Uh, and and have a lot of a lot of traction with them, uh, so it's it's really good, man. Now it's just time to galvanize the fans and, and get them excited about what we're trying to do and and try to bring this thing home, man, and, and land this plane, brother. Well, so tell me, so you got an ownership group together, and I'm I'm following it, but not as closely. I mean, you're in it, so they're basically taking bids. Is that the case to be the first private owner ever of the Edmonton Elks football team? And you're in the mix. You've thrown your hat into the ring, I think is the term or something like that. Is that Absolutely. where you're at? Yeah, pretty much right now. Uh, right now, we're just kind of going through the, the preliminary paperwork as far as non-disclosures and all those things like that. But, you know, they're, they're really looking at it. And at this particular point, it's it's up to us to to make the the strongest proposal and, and presentation, uh, so that way we would be able to you know possibly take take Edmonton to a private uh, uh, a new a new world, if you will, in reference to ownership, uh, which is really cool, man, because we get a chance to unveil a lot of what we're doing in that uh, in that community based aspect too, as well. So I'm I'm excited, man. Well. Assuming the funding's all in place, which you assured me it is uh, the last time we talked, why should they award the franchise to your group? Because it's about the fans, man. We got to bring the fans back. This isn't just a transactional type of situation. This is a, a bunch of players that have a vested interest in the team as well as the city. Uh, so it's, it's family. And this is personal, man. This is something that uh, you know we're looking to, to really set the precedent and the CFL and, and do what we need to do. You know, uh, this isn't just a, a big oil and gas tycoon coming in and this is a trophy for him. Now this is life for us. So that's why we will stand head and shoulders above any group that they bring to the table. So where are you at and what's next, Garrick? So right now we're just uh, essentially going back and forth with the uh, uh, consulting company 
uh, just trying to make that work, you know, getting the information from them. And then once they let us know what they need next, after we get financials and check those out, we'll submit our bid. Uh, but we're just putting the presentation together, finalizing a lot of those things. And then from there, uh, we're just in a good spot, man. So right now it's just really, uh, uh, really getting with the fans, man, and just bringing them into the mix and, and just, you know, having that engagement with them beforehand. I facetiously say that he played for everybody in the CFL. He didn't. But it was the Prairie teams except Sask. It's ironic to me that the guys that I've got to be the closest with since I got out of the CFL were never with the Rough Riders. They were with the other teams. But he played in Winnipeg. He played in Calgary. And then Edmonton, 08, 09. So that's why when he says it's personal, it's family, that's why. But Garrick also played in Jacksonville, Houston, as I mentioned, Atlanta, Dirty Birds, Kansas City Chiefs. So... I know that you've divulged on some of your social media channels who is in your group, but for those that aren't on social media or haven't heard, there's some names in there. What can you say about this gang of cowboys that you brought together? Oh man, these are these are these are teammates, man. These are my guys, man. These are guys who stepped up and said they would be willing to be on this journey with me because you know a lot of times a lot of people don't want to be the first person in. So that's like investors. That's like anybody, right? Um, so I, I, I pretty much sought after individuals who, who said, hey, we see it. We want to be a part of it. But uh, Calvin McCarty is a name. Uh, Fred Stamps. Uh, you got Adam Rita, Damon Allen, Nick Lewis. Uh, man, you got a lot of guys. Uh, uh, Dan Kamaski, you know, that's, that's, that's my old, old line buddy. Uh, so we go way back when it comes down to this. But uh, Tad Cornegay and a few other guys, man. And, and these guys that are calling on a daily basis that want to be a part of this thing. And we're going to have some surprises when it comes down to a lot of these guys we're going to bring to the table. A lot of guys who hadn't been connected to the city in a long time. Uh, we're going to bring them back and we're going to have a good time with it. Connect, reconnecting the fans and reengaging the fans and just bringing them out, man. Cause it's, we got to open the upper bowl back up, man. This, this, I don't know anything about that, man, as far as the fans not being there. So we got to get them back. Well, I almost wonder why everybody, until you, is afraid to say it. Eddie Steele has brushed on it, but not said it to the degree that you have, that what's gone on with that franchise hurts. Really, since 2015, yes. when they won the Grey Cup under Jones, they've been downhill ever since. At least somebody's saying it. You know what I mean? It's like it was this big secret. Yeah, that nobody yeah. wanted to talk about how it's just been allowed to rot and die. And somebody told me last week, if this <laughs> had been privately owned, it would have folded by now. I guess my question to you is, why, well, you said yeah. it's family, it's this, it's that, but really, Garrick, why, why do you want to? Because you know it's not going to be easy. Uh, anything that's easy isn't worth having. You know, you can, you can go back to my resume and check the receipts, man. I, uh, that's odds mean nothing to me, right? So that's the that's the mentality, that's the culture that we'll bring to the table. You know, I don't want it if it's easy. Um, you know, and again, the guys that I have, you know, and the young ladies that we're bringing to the table, we don't want easy. We want the work. We want discomfort. It's like being in the gym. If you're in there and you're not you're not uncomfortable, you're in the way. I need that machine. I'm I'm here to grow, and we're here to grow the city. The city deserves it. Uh, you know, just watching them go through it. And, and, you, and you get a chance to see the fans and, and, and their outtake on it is them not showing up, right? They don't believe in that process anymore. They don't believe in what's going on there. So we want to come in and we want to change that. And we want to turn this thing into what it really needs to be. And, and that's the, the long and skinny of it. You know, when it comes down to 
you know, losing money and those types of things. If you do it the right way, money won't be a problem when it comes down to being in profits uh, with the organization. But then you want to bring other innovations to the table. You want to bring things to the table that the, that the actual fans in the city can get behind and then at the same time be excited about. So, yeah, I don't want it if it's easy, man. This, I'm the last person for that. I know. I know. I'm just I know <laughs> it's too prevalent in sports now because I see it in front of my own eyes. Because they're not putting the work in right. in so many places. And I know what it's going to take right. to bring Edmonton back. And I know that you're the guy to lead that. But, Garrick, uh, we are out of time. But thank you for the update. You know if there's anything you need where to find us, right? We, these tools are at the ready for you. You just let us Man, know. Man, absolutely. No. Yeah, I will do that, brother. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be ready to make history here pretty soon. I promise you that, Doc. All right, Kamish. Good luck. Keep in touch. Yes, sir. The great Garrick Jones checking in from Houston. That's a very interesting story to follow. And give him a follow on social media, too, because he's updating us all on there pretty much daily basis. We'll be right back with a sports update and audience takeover in a moment. Benny Hebert coming up in hour two. We're live on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everything I've worked for. Everything I've sacrificed has led to this. It's out of your hands now. All the gold medals in the world can't help you now. You could throw the perfect rock and still miss. But it just takes one. You leave it all out there on the ice to leave behind a legacy. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Hey, everybody. I don't know if we're going to have Moose or not. He is in high-level meetings with Game Plus executives today. And more, but I don't want to say more. Whoop. So uh, it may be just you and me next hour, or Moose may be with us. I'm not sure. Um, Corey in Winnipeg writes in, he says, Rod, that shirt is popping. I know, right? This is from our friends at Whole Life, Florida clothing brand. They did a run of shirts before. They've done a new run. This is supposed to be Kansas City Chiefs colors. I have a 49ers RP show shirt, their colors. I have a Cats and Bolts podcast shirt that they did. Serena will probably, when my back is turned, light this on fire because she said it's too much like the Calgary Flames. And I have thoughts on the Flames that I'll get to next hour. So if there's no moose, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Glenn in medicine hat regarding the Winnipeg Jets. Going to get a stern talking to from Gary Bettman or their fans later today. Uh, Glenn in medicine hat writes that he says, would the same Manitoba hockey fans who expect a wealthy ownership group to continue losing money be receptive to their well-funded NDP government chipping in to help out? LOL. Regarding making money or winning championships. Winning championships or making money. The chicken and the egg that's sports. Paul in Humboldt writes in and he says, it's Harold Ballard's legacy. Profits are the goal, not cups. 
We got a lot of stuff going on here, and it's all good. Rick, oh, uh, yeah, but we're running out of time. That's not good. Rick at Edmonton says, yes, I hope they change the team name back. Eskimos all the way. Uh, 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 Wayne in BC says, I sure hope Garrick is successful. It would be great to have the Eskimos back. A quick sports update. Ah, oh, man, there were texts I wanted to get to, but we're running, we're running out of time. They'll have to carry over in the next hour. The Toronto Maple Leafs uh, aim to extend their winning streak to eight games when they entertain the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. Vegas enters the game on a three-game slide. Also, I Montreal like hosts it. Arizona and Ottawa visits Nashville. There's 12 in all. NBA All-Star Scotty Barnes had 21 points, 12 rebounds, and 12 assists for his fourth triple-double of the season. And the visiting Toronto Raptors beat the Indiana Pacers 131-22 on Monday night. Spicy P had 27 against his former team. Sports updates brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. And for Landmark Cinemas, in theaters now, Argyle. I walked out of it, but you might like it better. An introverted spy novelist is drawn in the, into the activities of a sinister underground syndicate starring Samuel L. Jackson, Brian Cranston, and John Cena. It's in Landmark Cinemas now. Argyle, check it out. Tell me what you think. Hour two is coming up right after this brief pause on Game Plus TV and Key Radio.